This is the Anna Dare Podcast. Hey there. Thank you for listening to the Anna Dare Podcast. My name is Anna Dare. I also host the Triple M Gippsland Breakfast Show on 94.3 and 97.9 in Gippsland. Imagine that. Monday to Friday, 6am till 9am. I've had a hugely busy week on the show because we've kicked off all our uh, big Christmas promotions and competitions. So it's been really, really busy. Uh, But I have managed to find time to watch TV. Yay. (laughs) Always. And also chat to a couple of really interesting people. Now, we'll start with my conversation with Luke Clout. Now, Luke is a motorbike racer. He is this Aussie champion. He races for Yamaha and he's going to be racing in the MX Open in Wonthaggy, which is happening on the 11th and 12th of December. Uh, and I got to have a chat with him. He's a great bloke and here it is for you right now. Take a listen. This morning I'm having a chat with Luke Clout. Now, Luke has competed all over the world and as according to the organiser of the MX Open Wonthaggy, Yariv, he has said that he is proving to be one of the best ever riders. He rides for Factory Yamaha team, CDR Yamaha Monster Energy Racing. And I've got him on the line with me now. Hi, Luke. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate the call. Yeah, cool. So I bet you're pumped for the 11th and the 12th of December. It's going to be a huge event. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be good, obviously. This is um, been a little bit crazy with all the COVID stuff that we've had going on. So yeah. uh, to be able to, to squeeze an event in at the end of the year and, you know, have uh, such a big event going on and so many good riders, it's, um, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Now, it goes without saying that the racing part is the bit you most look forward to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Look, like I said, um, we really haven't done a lot of racing this year due to COVID. So, you know, all of us are kind of itching at a bit. You know, we all mm. are racers at the end of the day and uh, we, we really haven't had much. So uh, to have such a big race at the end of the year that, uh, you know, you race put on and all the guys that are put this on it's, it's really cool so yeah i'm um, sure we're all looking forward to getting behind the gate and um you know setting off the year with a race and uh, yeah looking forward to it do you get nervous oh uh, not really look i've been doing this for a long time now so yeah. uh it's just kind of second nature but obviously you know when we're on the start line and you know the adrenaline starts pumping mm. there is a little bit of nerves and butterflies going on but uh we all live for that kind of feeling so yeah, yeah no it, it's a cool feeling for sure and the best of the best are competing. Dean Ferris, three times Aussie champions, returning with Honda. Is there any grudges or anything like that going on between races? Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, we all ride for, um, you know, different teams and sponsors and, um, you know, we all want to win at the end of the day. Mm. So I think, uh, you know, there might be a little bit of kind of rivalries there. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, everyone in the pits, they're all, all good people and we all get on well. But. At the end of the day, I want to win, and I'm sure everyone else does. So, of course. Uh, I'll be doing whatever I can to, uh, you know, keep on winning and hopefully take out this event. Yeah, nice one. And this is amazing too that the uh, best women from Australia are competing for equal prize money in their own championship race. I think this is a fantastic uh, step forward for women. Oh, for sure it is. It's really cool when I, you know, read that and heard that was, um, you know, going to happen. It, it's really good. So. There's a lot of, uh, you know, girl riders out there and mm. I don't think they really do get the recognition for actually how good they are. So uh, I think it's a good initiative the guys have done and, and put this on and, 
uh, you know, hopefully we get a big, um, you know, lot of girls down there racing and mm. going for the prize money. Yeah, it's going to be a great event. There's even kids racing from as young as six. There's trade displays happening as well. Now, you can get tickets at the website, mxopen.com.au. Um, spectators are urged to book your tickets online. There will be tickets available at the gate, but just to avoid queues and because of COVID and everything, we do encourage you to pre-purchase online. Uh, but, Luke, I've got a family pass and a merch pack to give away, so I yep. reckon I might do that right now what do you say yeah i reckon that sounds good and um <laughs> i hope to see everyone down there and um yeah come across to the ceo yamaha pit and say hello get an autograph get a photo and i'll see you guys down there nice one luke clout good to have you back and good to have racing back in our lives again it's the mx open one thaggy 11th and 12th of december thanks a lot luke no nah, thank you guys for having me appreciate it pleasure mate all right now I, it's been ages since i have talked about tinder because I deleted it for months and months and months. But recently I got back on again and I thought, why not? You know, we're getting into the Christmas holidays. Maybe I could find somebody to go on a date with at the very least over the Christmas holidays. Uh, so I'm going to say I have been pleasantly surprised this time around. I matched with a guy. His name's Andrew and he lives locally in Warrigal, Gippsland. I matched with him over the weekend on Tinder and we chatted Really easy texting on Tinder, just chatting. He's funny, he's smart, he can spell, and I like that. <laughs> and he didn't creepy, like he didn't do anything creepy, like so many blokes on Tinder do. The first thing they say basically is something gross, and there was there's been none of that at all. He's actually a pretty cool guy, from what I can tell. So after the weekend, I think it might have been Monday, maybe Monday or Tuesday, where he suggested we move off Tinder to chat. Uh, he said, have I got Snapchat, which I do not because I'm a grown-up. <laughs> no jokes. I just never got it. He's only a year younger than me, so he too is a grown-up. Uh, so I just gave him my phone number. So we've been texting via phone all week long, all week long, and like a lot, not just a text or two every day, like long conversations. It's been really fun. When you're lonely, it's it's nice to have that in your life. So he's been away working uh, somewhere in Victoria, I think it's Eden Hope, uh, working away for the week. So that's been cool. You know, he's told me about what's going on there and I've been telling him about what's been going on here. We've just been getting to know each other, which is really, really nice. Anyway, I think I'd, I think I'd dig him. I'm keen to meet him. It's pretty rare that I will make the move from Tinder to actual real life because it doesn't work very well. It's really hard to, you know, converse with people via text. I'm sure plenty of you know about this, how difficult it is. So I think we're going to meet. In fact, I think we're going to meet after I finish recording this podcast today, which is Friday. It's Friday lunchtime and he's just gotten back from Eden Hope and back into Warrigal and he's um, going to head home to his house and check his veggies. He grows vegetables. I know, stop. Uh, so I thought I would drop in there and um, just say hi. Just meet because we're both busy this weekend. So he's got stuff on with his family. I've got stuff on. I've got a wedding to go to. I'm having dinner with my old neighbour tonight, my 83-year-old neighbour, Colin. So I don't think we're going to find time to, you know, go out for dinner or meet up for lunch or something or coffee over the weekend. And then, of course, on Monday he goes back to Eden Hope again to work for the week. So I just thought, you know what, I can't do a whole nother weekend and week of texting. The next possible thing you would do, obviously, is talk on the phone. But I thought, nah, I'm ripping off the Band-Aid. So I sent him a text and I said, look, I've had an idea. Why don't I just swing by your place when I'm finished work, we meet in person 
and then we go about our weekends and, you know, because you've got to get that face-to-face time, don't you? Otherwise, there'd be, there might not be any pheromones, you know. People smell that word. That's a thing. It, it, you know, it helps um, determine attraction. Uh, there might be none of that. I might not like his voice. He's heard mine because he's been listening to the radio show, but I haven't heard his. We're, we're going to see. We're going to see. So I will update you on that. It's a little bit exciting, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> you know what else is exciting? Not to me, but to many other people, including the next bloke I'm going to talk to, uh, is snakes. Snake season. I find snakes ugh, just so revolting. So um, I thought Ranger Benny would be the best person to talk to about what you need to do, all the safety things you need to think about if you do see a snake, that kind of thing. So here he is, Ranger Benny. Why? I hate them. They're disgusting. Why did we need to do this, mate? Oh, how are you going? You, you talked me into it. You've been asking for this topic for months and months now. I'm you like, lie. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it is important. It is snake season. So what do we need to know? What is happening in snake world? Absolutely. So uh, yeah, summer's here. Um, if you're lucky enough, you might have spotted a snake out and about already. Nope. Um, but <laughs> well, I'm talking to the, the snake lovers out there, but no, I'm not actually. I'm just pretty much a little bit of information for everyone. You know, we don't necessarily need to be scared and afraid of snakes. Um, you know, they'll generally go about their business without us interfering. Um, and that's pretty much when we get in trouble is when we, we interfere with them, you know, on purpose or accidentally sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, if you do, if you come across a snake and you're out walking the paths and stuff like that, just let it be. You know, there's not really anything you need to do. Just just steer clear if you've got your dogs and stuff like that. I, I generally keep my dogs on a lead this time of year, but that's just, you know, my dogs aren't aren't that clever. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, if, they, if you're spotted in the backyard or anything oh, like that. Oh, you went a bit muddled there. You went dropping out a bit. So if you find a snake on your property, what should you do? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're finding a snake on your property, um, yeah, obviously you don't want it there on your property. So the general rule of thumb is to just watch it from a safe distance. You know, get on get onto Google and Google your local snake catcher, and, and they'll talk you through it. They're gonna okay. they're gonna come around, um, and yeah, pick it up and and just keep kids animals nice and safe. That's about it. Like it. Uh, and now birthdays. Happy birthday, Gumby's fourth birthday. This is great. Oh. The big four, yeah. absolutely, this weekend. So, yeah, they, you know, they're throwing out cheap tickets for the weekend and the whole park's open. Uh, we're open yesterday on Thursday and we're open all day today. So, yeah, and the weekend, of course, I get in and get amongst it, the birthday celebrations, cheap tickets. And, yeah, yeah, good, plenty, good plenty stuff. Plenty of fun to be had. Hang on a sec, though. It's your birthday? Yeah, yeah. How do you find that out, Anna? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Gumbai's fourth birthday, but it's actually my big four O this Woo-hoo, week. So big boy. celebrations for me, which is nice of them. So, Are yeah. they? Oh, fantastic. All right. <laughs> well, happy 40th. Welcome to the naughty 40s, as I like to call it. I've been here for a few years. It's not so bad. I mean... <laughs> I've got a bit of catching up to do then, have I? You do. I don't think you're ever going to catch up, but that's all right. Um, well, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Gumbaya World. Uh, be careful if you spot a snake. Snakes, stay the hell away from me. I don't like you. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Ranger Benny. Always good to chat, mate. <laughs> See you next time. Indeed you will, and we will not be talking about snakes. How about this? Another story about scientists working on solutions we all need. So U.S. researchers have created the world's first living robots and they can now reproduce. Yeah, well done to the U.S. scientists who've been working on the robot reproduction project. 
As if it's not bad enough that robots are stealing our jobs all over the world, now they're reproducing without us. The robots are now stealing jobs from the people who make the damn robots. So any day now, this is what's going to happen, the robots will be sending an indestructible version of themselves back in time to try and win the war against humanity. This is, it's just great. We've only been making sex robots for about, I don't know, 10 years, and already the robots have evolved to a point where they don't need humans. Once again, scientists working on the important problems. You know what we don't need? Reproducing robots. You know what we do need? Something for coronavirus, cancer, maybe a replacement for oil and gas and coal. Now that we have robots that reproduce for themselves, you know what comes next? Filming it. And you know what comes after that? Robot porn. Instead of vacuuming the floor, your Roomba will be on Pornhub watching robots reproduce. It won't be cleaning up the mess. It'll be making a mess. (laughs) Which brings me to my next subject, my dearest Norman, my giant Newfoundland dog. He is 17 months old now. He, God, he makes a ton of mess. Our Roomba cannot keep up with Norman's mess at all. Honestly, I have to run and empty it so many times just to get the floors halfway decent from his floof. So Norman this week, I've been taking swimming every afternoon because it was hot. So I think I started on Monday, maybe it's Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are hot, hot weather. So I took him swimming at a local creek. It's called Robin Hood Reserve. And he has a ball. He loves being in water because he is a water rescue dog by breed, by nature. So he swims around with all the kids. He chases other dogs around. He splashes water. He shakes next to the people that aren't in the water, that don't want to get wet, but makes a general nuisance of himself. But he's so lovely. No one gets mad at him because he's absolutely divine. Anyway, I noticed that he had been like kind of rubbing his head, the side of his head up against the couch a lot and the floor, and he kept sort of rubbing at his ears, and he had this – like a cut on his head, which I thought was a wound that occurred when he was roughhousing and playing really rough, doing some wrestling with this other dog who's a big boy too. And he's a biter, this other dog. Now, I have a feeling this what happened was about a week ago, this other dog bit him and it punctured, you know, the, just above his eye. I didn't know any of this stuff, okay? Hot spots. Did you know dog gets, dogs get hot spots? I only discovered this yesterday. So... I was I was concerned that he had a problem with his ears and this wound that was once a small thing had gotten quite big. So I took him to the vet and they said, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's what's called a hot spot. Big dogs and also dogs that have lots of fur get them, so golden retrievers and um, newfies, obviously. And basically it's there. it probably started with a bite but then it got infected and it turned into like this abscess thing and it was causing him a lot of pain. I mean, he would not let me touch it. And... He also turned out to have a double ear infection. And here's me taking him swimming three days in a row with a double ear infection. Going to make it a million times worse for the poor thing. Oh, I felt so bad. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never had a dog before. But live and learn. So now Normie is on um, drops. I've got a sticker syringe. And he's a big dog. So imagine how long his ear canal is. It's like the length of your finger. I have to shove a syringe that far down into his ear. Oh, it's so gross. Um, give him drops in each ear. He's also on antibiotic medication, so I've got to get him to swallow this pill twice a day. I can see already he's in a better mood. 
Guess how much it cost? $400. Guess how much money I had left to get through until payday? $400. I'm not even exaggerating. Okay, I am. I had 400 bucks till payday. It came to $390. So I was left with $10 to live on for a week. I know. I had a pretty mini breakdown. Well, no, it was actually quite minor, a uh, major breakdown. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I have a very kind and generous ex-husband and he chucked 250 bucks in my account. So... Yay, I can eat. <laughs> eat and put petrol in my car. I tell you what, do not get into regional radio for the money. It ain't there, I'm telling you right now. All right, on to my favourite part of the week, TV time. Now, I haven't been as full on with TV this week, I know, as I usually am, but I still have watched a bit of it. I'm going to start with The Beatles Show. Okay, so there's this eight-part series about The Beatles it's on Disney+. Plus. It is made by Peter Jackson, the guy that um, created Lord of the Rings, obviously. And it's from really old archival footage. And they've obviously rejigged it. What do you call it when they make the old footage look better? Whatever they call that, that's what they've done. And I've only started the first first episode out of the eight. It's so good. Like, it's so good. I mean, I love the Beatles. Who doesn't? But you don't have to be like a diehard to enjoy this. It is fascinating to watch. It's the four of them and, you know, everybody around. um, And they're filming them. And what they're doing is they are rehearsing. They've got two weeks to rehearse for what is essentially going to be their final show. They don't want to tour anymore together. They have been touring as a band for quite some time now and they've all kind of you know, there's a little bit of meh between them. They don't, they just don't want to tour anymore. They're exhausted. So they're going to do this one final show and that's it. Call it quits. It is so interesting to watch. I swear they're so polite. They're so polite. Like you imagine a big rock band today recording together, rehearsing together day after day. They'd be swearing and this and that. No, there's barely any swear words. They're drinking tea and having sandwiches. It's, it's so lovely. But watching... Paul McCartney, just out of nowhere, come up with Get Back is incredible. He's just sitting there. He's like, uh, 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 and he's strumming his guitar and he's kind of humming. He's not really saying words. He's just, and then he builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and it keeps going into what becomes the song Get Back, which was a huge single for them. So anyone that loves music will find this fascinating. It's so interesting to me because I'm not musical at all as far as playing music goes, uh, but I love music, obviously. Seeing somebody just create something from nothing when it comes to music is phenomenal. So I highly recommend it. Disney Plus, check it out. Uh, The other one that I want to tell you about is this show called Swap Shop. Now, the reason that I really like this is because it's about a radio show in Tennessee and it's on Netflix. It's about if you like shows like American Pickers and things like that. If you're somebody that loves garage sales or antique shops, uh, that that it's for you. Swap Shop is a radio show in Tennessee. Every morning at nine thirty, they report the different like yard sales or different places where such and such is selling uh, this old uh, Mustang. Get out there today. Like they t- And all the swap people, the buyers, the pickers, listen to this radio show every morning and then just jump in their car when they hear the, something that they might want and race off to these places. It's really cool. I'm into it. 
Um, they're funny characters, some of the people. Their accents are amazing. So if that's something that's up your alley, I suggest you check that out. Um, and that's kind of it for me for this week for TV. I'm still watching Succession, obviously. I, re- I did actually like this latest episode. It's um, Conrad uh, – sorry, Kendall, Kendall Roy's birthdays, 40th birthday, throws this ridiculously over-the-top birthday party for himself and then pretty much has a breakdown and leaves early. Uh, It's a good episode. I enjoyed this one. Last week's wasn't as good as this one is. And uh, Below Deck, of course. (laughs) Below Deck, my guilty – I'm not even guilty about it. My passion. I enjoy it. It, It's a trashy reality TV and it's set, obviously, on a super yacht and you get to watch the uh, downstairs crew work and the upstairs rich – make fools of themselves and act like revolting people. So that's it for TV time. That is it for the Anna Dare podcast for this week. I so appreciate you listening. Please, if you like it at all, I don't know, maybe tell someone to have a listen to. That would be great. All right, until then, thanks, enjoy, stay safe. If you want more from Anna, make sure you catch her weekday mornings on Gippsland's Triple M. Also available on Listener.